Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A listener called Jessica got in touch with me recently on Instagram. She's practicing driving, but found it a little difficult and asked if I had any advice. Now, normally, I don't get uh, such questions. You know, if people want to ask me questions, it might be about England, it might be about English. But uh, yeah, this is the first time I've actually been asked um, for like advice on like driving cars or, or, or taking tests, that kind of thing. So I was thinking back to when I was learning to drive and how difficult it was learning to drive. I remember I used to have lessons every Saturday, I think, every Saturday morning. And I must have had those lessons for, it seemed, it felt like a year. I don't think it was a year, but it felt like a year. Maybe it was half a year. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. I remember it cost 20 pounds every time I have this lesson. I think it was about an hour or an hour and a half long, the lesson. And um, at the beginning, I remember thinking, actually, no, 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 no. At the beginning, I remember thinking, this isn't too hard. I can do this. Because right at the beginning, you go from, I can't drive a car at all. You know, like maybe I can't even make a car move forward or like turn left and right to all of a sudden, I'm driving the car right? So right at the beginning, you see lots of improvement, um, you know, on your first lesson. And you think, great, I'm going to be able to drive a car in like a month or something like that. And then after a while, you know, you've been doing it for like a month, two months, three months, and you feel like you're not really getting that much better. Like compared to the first lesson or the first few lessons where there was lots of progress, um, it just feels like there is no progress. You know, you, you, you know what, where your faults are, you know what mistakes you're making, 
you probably keep making them over and over again sometimes and it's it's frustrating and you just think how on earth am i ever going to do this how am i going to learn to drive because i'm not good you you know that you're not good at driving so i remember finishing those lessons and just feeling like my head was spinning like just really confused and like i'd been concentrating so hard that i just felt exhausted and tired and uh, sometimes i felt like i didn't want to carry on driving to be honest i mean i, I think it, at this point i didn't have a car and i didn't have any plan to get a car i just thought i'll learn to drive because it's good in case i need to drive in the future um so i didn't really have that much motivation uh for learning to drive either but i stuck at it um i wasn't very enthusiastic i felt really bad at it but i stuck at it i continued with it and then one day it was time to take a test you know the test day comes and i was not confident my driving instructor seemed quite confident he said to me like you'll be okay on the test and i thought yeah you're you're just you probably say that to everyone you know <laughs> you just want to make me feel better before the test but i was thinking mm, i'm not too sure this could this could go either way i could fail or i could pass maybe if i'm lucky i could pass um so i remember starting off the test and i think i think you had to like look under the bonnet of the car and like point out basic things like this is where you fill up the oil and you know this is where you can measure the oil and here's the brake fluid and here's the um like window washer fluid wiper fluid whatever you want to call it um that kind of stuff um and then they ask you to read out some number plates some license plates in the distance um you know just to check your eyesight's good and then you're off you're doing driving and they don't tell you anything it's quite a it's quite a quiet test like if they don't say anything then you just go straight right so if you get to a crossroads like where you've got like you go to you've got like a choice of four ways to go um and they don't say anything just go straight right um if they don't say turn left don't turn left that kind of thing so sometimes you're just sitting there and they're quiet but you can see them like writing down making notes um as you're driving and they're like they're looking at you through a mirror and checking your eyes and making sure you're looking at the right place and at the right time and all this kind of stuff so it's very very off-putting but i remember doing the whole thing and thinking it's it's not great it's this is not how i would like to drive but it's okay you know um i have i don't think i've made any major mistakes but yeah certainly some minor mistakes and then it came to um one of the like more difficult tests that you have to do and that's to do with like reversing reverse parking so there's different types that you can do and um mine on that day happened to be reversing reverse parking round a corner so you know you just you just reverse your car round a corner near near to keeping near to the curb and what you can't do is hit the curb with the wheel because if you hit the curb then you fail and the interesting thing about driving tests in England is that if you fail 
they won't say, okay, let's stop the test now. Um, you failed, so we can drive back to the driving center, uh, to test center. Um, they they don't say anything. <laughs> they probably just like mark it on a on a on a piece of paper that you failed, but they don't tell you. So even if you fail at the beginning of the test, you still have to drive for like I don't know half an hour or an hour or something, <laughs> carrying on with the whole test, even though it's pointless because you failed. I don't know why they do that, but mind you, I suppose you know if you paid for it, you may as well go through with the whole thing, right? You may as well get your your money's worth. You may as well get what you paid for, and it's practice at the end of the day. So yeah, I suppose it's good that they tell you you failed. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, they don't tell you you failed. And as I was reversing round this corner, I was going very very slowly, and it was quite good. And then right at the last minute, I hit the curb. And I stopped. It's like it was the car was sort of parked, and I hit the curb. But it was very, very gently hitting the curb. Um, you know, like it wasn't a, a bang or anything like that. I just I was reversing slowly. I felt it touch the curb, and I stopped. And I thought, yeah, that's it. I failed now, haven't I? Um, because that's 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 a mistake that makes you fail. And it was obvious. That I had hit the curb, you know. It's not like my driving instru- instructor was sitting there and wouldn't notice this. It was obvious that I'd hit the curb. wasn't a lot, but I touched it, and that was bad enough. So I, I at that point, I knew that I'd failed, and I thought, right, I don't care about how I drive anymore. I don't care if I'm driving well, if I'm driving bad. I'm just going to. I'm just going to drive. It's it's all over. There's no point in trying anymore. So, so I think that was like the next half of my test. I was just driving like I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and um, I got back to the the test center, and yeah, I think you take off your seatbelt. There are rules like when you can take off your seatbelt. I can't remember when you can take it off. You have to turn the car off, and then you can take your seatbelt off. I can't remember. But anyway, I turn. I think I turned the car off. And I and and this person looked at me, and she said, "Do you want to know how you've done?" And I thought, "What a silly question! Of course, I want to know how I've done. I've just taken a test." Uh, but I thought she was going to say, "Well, it was very good, but you failed." And she said to me, "Well done, you've passed." And I thought, "What?" And I wanted to say, "But what about when I hit the curb?" But I thought, "Hang on a minute, I don't want to say that. What what if she thinks?" What, what if she says, oh, yes, I remember that. You failed. <laughs> so I, I was happy, but I also wanted to ask about why I hadn't failed. And um, maybe if I'd asked, she would have said, like, uh, you touched the curb, but it, it wasn't bad, bad enough to be a fail or something like that. Or maybe that's a minor point. But, yeah, I, I, I remember you were allowed so many, like, minor points if you get too many minor points, you fail. And if you get like a major point, I think you fail. Any major points is a fail. I can't remember what my minor points were. I can't remember if touching the curb was one of them. I don't think it was. So I felt like she'd been very kind to me. You know, like like um, she thought, well, his, his driving was pretty good. So it's a, it's a shame that he hit, he hit the curb. Um, when he was reversing. So I'm going to pretend that I didn't notice that, (laughs) which I don't think they can do. And I don't know, maybe 
maybe she wasn't doing that, but it sort of felt like that at the time. I just remember feeling very happy that I'd managed to pass my test somehow. And that, that was on the first time too. So I think it was like a bit of skill and maybe a bit of luck that helped me pass that test. But anyway, um, yeah, since uh, Jessica asked me that question, it just it just brought back the whole memory about learning to drive. And I was thinking it's pretty similar like learning to speak another language. Because at the start, you know, when you don't know anything, you start learning vocabulary and some basic stuff, basic phrases maybe. It's like, wow, okay, I'm making lots of progress. And then for such a long time, you feel like I'm not making any progress at all. You know, it's it's really slow. And then after a very, very long time, you become fluent or maybe close to fluent and you become comfortable speaking the language. And that's how it is in, in driving. Because I, I remember finishing, you know, I could drive. I'd got my test. I'd, you know, I passed my test. I had my certificate. I had my driver's license. And um, I went out in a car driving. And I thought, I can't drive. <laughs> this is terrible. Like, <laughs> the car doesn't go where I want it to go. So even though I, I was able to pass a test... I wasn't comfortable driving and that only came that like relaxed you know like driving is so easy I don't even have to think about driving anymore that only came like about a year afterwards of like driving every single day driving to and back from work again and now I just drive without thinking about it you just get in you just do it I don't think can I drive this car? Can I drive it well? Um, I don't want to do this because this bit's difficult. You know, like reverse parking, easy. Um, hill starts, easy. Everything's just easy now. It's just it's just like so natural to me. Um, and I think that's how it will be in the end with languages. Um, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Certainly not there yet. I've got a lot to learn uh, with Japanese. But I can see it's the same sort of pattern. And you get to that sort of like middle point where it's just like you're putting so much effort in and you can't see uh, the results straight away. You just have to stick at it for a long time. And uh, eventually, someday after doing it thousands and thousands of times, it just comes naturally to you. So my advice for things like this, for anything that's difficult, that takes a long time to learn, is just keep going. If you keep going then there's only, you know, you can only get better. Um, if you stop, you're not going to get any better. So it's uh, it's quite simple, really. Just keep going, keep pushing on with it, and uh, you'll reach your goal in the end, I think. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. 
But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.